Wake up, NHL fans. This is your morning cup of hockey alongside Kobe Cohen, who's been tripping me all morning. I'm Johnny Lazarus. we got a lot to get into today. We're going to be joined by Mike Rupp in about five minutes from the NHL Network to talk about common trends right now in the NHL. We're going to talk about all the trophies, the races, the MVP race, the Vesna, the, the Hart, the Norris, the Rocket Richard. And we're going to talk about more drama between coaches and NHL media. But before we get into any of that, Kobe Cohen, how's your morning going? Because I think I have the giggles right now. Uh, my morning's been going pretty good. As you mentioned off the top, it's been a, it's the, the pre-show meeting for you today has been kind of rough. Um, yeah. yeah, we've kind of been all over you this morning, which is well-deserved because uh, we always love hearing about your personal life. I don't think the audience is ready to hear about your personal life, but it is uh, giving Vic and I something to laugh at. Of course, Vic's our producer behind the scenes working the magic. So, you know, not a, not a very busy night last night in the NHL, Johnny. Um, one game was postponed. The, uh, mm-hmm. the, the Buffalo Sabres versus the Chicago Blackhawks was supposed to be a national TV broadcast. I don't know how they ended up drawing short straw on that, especially without Connor Bedard playing. I mean, I, I can understand wanting to get him on TNT with Bedard, but without Bedard, that's uh that would probably have been a little bit of a rough audience last night for that game. So maybe the snow and the weather gods helped everybody out. Well, it also made some cool entertainment last night for TNT because they did the broadcast from the booth or from the studio, excuse me, in Atlanta, which was a very different look for hockey. I mean, it kind of felt like watching a Manning cast version of the NHL. Um, but I thought it was, you know, th- there were things about it that I Let liked. Me guess. There, you loved it. You loved no, everything. I didn't, I didn't love it at all. I didn't love it at all. I, I wow. love the classic. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't like think it was terrible. So are but you I didn't, calling them out? No, they, they adjusted. Are you it, feeling like Liam and Biz and those guys didn't do a good job? Because if no. that's what you're saying, we probably should, should shut reach up. Out to Liam. I, I hate when you do this. No, let's, let's, I love, we I reach love out to Liam TNT and panel. get him on the show. I love the TNT panel. They adjusted, they figured something out. They tried something different. And that's what I love about them too. They're not afraid to try something different, but I love the classic play-by-play color dynamic. And, you know, it was unfortunate that, the guys on the call, I think it was Brennan Burke last night. Um, I'm not sure who was in color, but they couldn't get to Florida on time, obviously. So TNT had to adjust and they did what they could do. And I thought it was, you know, better than having no alternative, right? Like what, what was the other option to just have no TNT last night? It was still good to have them during the intermissions and talk about everything going on last night in the games and whatnot. So I thought they adjusted pretty well, but yeah. yes, I'd prefer well, they, a normal play by playing color. They could have thrown Goldie in there, you know, the longtime play by play guy for the, but if Bally had the rights to the game, I don't know how that would work. Yeah, I don't think it was a. Lo- I think it was a TNT exclusive. So I, I, I don't think Goldie was doing the game last. Oh, really? Night. I would have. I would have loved to have seen Goldie get a crack at national TV. I think he's Goldie's awesome. got. Su- he's got such a great voice. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I feel like he's underrated because Florida's a little bit of a of a smaller hockey market, obviously, but. Um, you know, Goldie does a lot of radio in the Stanley Cup playoffs. He's been doing it for years and. Um, you know, I, we used to, uh, be on different crews, but a part of the same group at Westwood one that would do playoff games and such. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big Goldie fan. I I think he's, he's a phenomenal play by play guy and he's so versatile too. He does NFL. I think he does some preseason games in the NFL for the dolphins. He might even do some dolphins radio. So, um, but yeah, it was, it was a different look for sure. I mean, I think one thing that's probably was difficult about that for those guys is just kind of finding out last minute. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think the big difference like between the Manning cast and what they did last night is, you know, you have two guys versus four 
I think it's a little bit probably easier to jump in and jump out of things with two guys. I think when it's four people that haven't really done that together, I just think it makes for a little bit of a challenge. But I thought Liam did a nice job of kind of keeping it on the rails, which, you know, with biz is always a challenge. But, you know, I'm glad you started off the show today, Johnny, just absolutely roasting those guys because, you know, we're going to have to send them the clip and we're going to have to get Liam on here to defend himself. Obviously, that's what this show is all about. You know, we already squashed beef with Frank Petrano. So I literally um, hate you so much. It's insane. I give, I give those guys props for doing something new. Honestly, I, like you said, I think new is always good to try. Um, I think NHL Network has done a lot of new stuff this year with different shows and, you know, different things. And and. I know Johnny, you have one of your uh, one of your friends coming on the show here in the next couple of minutes, and he'll be a perfect guy to ask about that. Yeah, well, I think Rupper is ready to go, and I'm happy to call Rupper one of my friends these days. So we're very happy to welcome on NHL Network Studio and color analyst, someone most hockey fans know very well by now. I'd hope uh, he's made a lot of noise in the media and in, in his playing career. So welcome to Morning Cup of Hockey, Mike Rupp. Rupper, how you doing? Hey. Thanks for joining us today. All right. Thanks for having me on, boys. How you guys doing? Well, we're uh, I don't know if you could tell, but we're in the giggle mood today. Um, Kobe's or Cody or Colby. Oh, my God. I'm so lost. Right I doesn't now. even know my name. Yeah. Rupper, Kobe, huh? <laughs> Kobe's been ripping me all morning. So, uh, you know, just trying to adjust and get used to things. But um, Rupper, let's just dive right into it. Um, the NHL the storyline this year has been insane. There's been a lot of different narratives. I don't know if you caught the Devils Canadians game last night. Yeah. But in the postgame presser, Lindy Ruff did have a little bit of a remark toward uh, Ryan Novazinski. He said, you don't watch the game very well, and then went into why he didn't play Alexander Holtz. Uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts on those comments because we've seen a lot of coaches lashing out lately in the media. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I saw that uh, it's, uh, those <laughs> those kind of cringe, cringy moments if you're maybe in that press room, right? And you're just like, oh, but, um, you know, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know what, it, if it's that, it's kind of getting to that point, I think this time of year, right? Where you're starting to feel more and more pressure because playoffs and playoff implications seem to be on the line every night. So, um, you know, we're also at a place now and, and you guys know from, from playing the game where it's like, there's more and more, I feel like in the game, game's so fun, man. It's so like never been healthier as far as skill, never been um, this good on a nightly basis. Very entertaining, but I think the, 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 the coach uh, rhetoric as far as, you know, protecting the puck and not turning the puck over, it gets frustrating. And I think this is kind of like an indirect way at times when you get asked a question just to sneak it out there, right? Just say, we got to be better in those areas. And the devils in that game, they, they didn't do a great job of, of managing the puck or being kind of aware in certain things, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's not probably going to ever go back to what it was as far as managing the puck. But I think that that's the difference between winning and losing and in the devil standpoint right now, like they need every point they can get and they, and they didn't get anything last night against Montreal. But yeah, that was when you got a guy like Lindy kind of Lindy just got that look to him too. Right. Like when he <laughs> says it, you just feel like, Oh, like you're very, he's very disappointed in that question. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was an interesting one. We're seeing that a lot lately with, with coaches kind of biting back. But Rupper, I, I, I want to ask, and I want to kind of stay on that because, you know, I've sat in the press box before. Um, and you know, when, when I was working in Chicago and it would be a national game and they get a lot of national games. So I would sit right in the press box behind all the writers and a lot of the people who asked the questions. And 
I, I can't all necessarily disagree with what Lindy said, because every time I look down their their heads are in their computers. So <laughs> when he says you're, you're not watching the game that closely, I mean, he's probably not wrong. And on top of that, when, when media spends so much time critiquing everything that a coach and a player does, I think it's okay every now and again for a coach and a player to have an yeah. opinion back to the media, as long as you're not swearing at them or, you know, screaming at the top of your lungs. I mean, I don't have a problem with the coach kind of biting no. back a little bit. I, I actually like the personality side of it. Yeah, I no, I do too. I do too. I think it, there's a personality side. I think there's a way, just like you're explaining, there's a way to go about it, right? And uh, it's uh, there's entertainment, maybe uh, value in that. But at the end of the day, when you are in our position where we're sitting right now doing this or um, whether it's TV writing, um, being, a you know, being with the athletic or whomever, you've got a platform to kind of give your opinion. And, and, and as much as I think coaches want to say, they don't pay attention to that. It is brought to their attention. They know <laughs> if you're writing and saying things about them. So, you know, it's, it's in their right to kind of push back once in a while. I, I would probably do the exact same thing. Right. And, um, you know, I think even in a situation, even going back to last night, like Holtz got him that big, that big goal, right? Yeah. And it was after he got sat down. So I think if you're getting a question about why he got sat down, well, why does that matter? Like he got put back in and he scored a big goal for us. Like, you know, a, there was a response in, in some way, shape or form. So, you know, I think coaches kind of get frustrated at times and, and want to just voice, you know, they're not going to tell you all the ins and outs and why. Uh, but they're going to kind of push back and be like, just, you know, let me do my job is kind of the message, I think. Yeah. And I will say just in uh, Ryan Novazinski's defense, because the, the question wasn't clipped in the clip that went viral. He just asked, like, why you decide to sit Holtz? It wasn't like yeah, it wasn't a bad. Uh, yeah. It, it, yeah. It, that's it. And I think that's it, too. It's like I think that there's some times where, again, like uh, that's what's always tough on that side of it, too. It's like we don't even know what the question was. And it's a totally yeah. fine you know, acceptable question in that situation. But, you know, th it, we don't know, like the coaches sometimes want to just get a message out there. And maybe that's the indirect way mm -hmm. to kind of send the message to the team. Like, it doesn't matter right now. We need to know what we're getting when we send a player over the boards. And I don't know what I'm getting sometimes. So I'm going to sit you basically is what he's kind of saying. And it's almost like they use the media and maybe the, the media member is the victim in that situation yeah. where it's just like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to do it right now. And yeah. Uh, it, yeah, that's kind of like a, a way I think the coaches can kind of get a message to their team. Well, I got to ask well, you, have you ever lashed out at a media member in your playing days? Um, no, I don't think I ever, I don't think I ever lashed out. Um, you don't strike uh, me as a guy that would, but I feel like I had. Yeah. To. I mean, I don't, I, I mean, listen, I think that you said that off to the top too. Like you gotta be respectful, man. These guys are doing a job and, and I know it from, from this side of it too. Like I got to go on NHL network every day and talk about hockey. Right. And we got to, we're, we're a show that's talking. It's a talk show basically about hockey. All right. So there's going to be things <laughs> like, you know, I have a job to do and, and they have a job to do as well. So when I was playing, I always, I, I listen to you, you can ask people. I mean, I would think uh, that <laughs> everybody, I respected the, 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 the reporters, but then there's also times where it's maybe more so just off to the side, pull a guy side. Hey, you know, that one wasn't, you know, I didn't love that question. what did you mean by it? Whatever. But I never had one where you're, you're kind of, uh, it was not a soundbite, put it that way. Nothing <laughs> went viral. Nothing went viral when I, when I, if I snap back at a, a reporter. Yeah. 
you uh, you certainly did your talking on the ice um, with with, <laughs> with the way that you played. You didn't have to say much. You 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 just you know showed people how you felt and what you meant by the way that you played. Um, Rupper, you bring up you know the NHL Network thing. We see you on there just about every day, um, and you're you're in Jersey when you're doing um, the NHL Network. So you're kind of right in this you know metropolitan division corridor. Your Devils, Flyers, Rangers, Islanders—they're all kind of right on top of you. And you know it, it's been a kind of a, a goofy year in the Metro. Um, yeah. The Flyers come out of nowhere. Um, I know you work with Scott Hartnell. I know Hartsey says that he's been saying it since training camp. I don't know if we have receipts for that or not. We'll have to see if we do. Um, then you got the devils who seem to be floundering. You've got the Islanders who seem to be floundering. You're kind of around it all with the guys that you work with. Cause you work with team guys from some of these places. I didn't even bring up Pittsburgh, obviously a place, you know, well, um, but what, what kind of sense are you getting on how this, division is going to shake out this year because on any given night, it doesn't seem like we really know what we're going to get. Yeah. It's, it's one where, I mean, I don't think we expected a lot that's going on right now in that division, as far as who is going to be where they're at right now. I mean, probably the most predictable one um, I would think would be the Rangers. Like I figured that most people probably thought that they would contend or be at the top of that division. Um, Carolina certainly has turned it around. Carolina was a team that, geez, they, they didn't look like themselves for quite some time, right? Like leading up to where we're at right now in the season. Um, you know, it, it's an interesting one. I, I don't want to pile on the New York Islanders, but I've said it the entire season. Like, it's not sustainable what they were doing. Like, they, they the underlying numbers, and if you want to get into the nerd talk, like, they had no business getting points in games that they got points in. And they found themselves not too long ago in second place in the Metro. And that's fallen off because the way they play and what they give up, man, it's been, I just, I love, I love the players of the New York Islanders. I like, if I went across that roster, I'd be like, I'd love that guy on my team, that guy on my team, that guy on my team, but collectively as a group, I don't, I don't love the team. Right. And I, I think that they, they, their MO of defending is that they're terrible at it. Now they don't defend as a, as a unit. Um, so I, I think that they're going to continue to fall out. Um, the Devils are playing better. If they get back healthy, I, I think that, uh, you know, that should be a team. That I think we were all expecting more. I thought that we thought they would be pushing for the top of that division. Um, I think it's going to come down to the, the Flyers. Are an, I love what the Flyers are doing. I just don't know if they have enough. Do they have another level? Do they have another gear? Do they need another gear? I think it's up to those other teams like the Devils. Uh, whether it's the Islanders, the Penguins that find another gear. If they don't, yeah, the Flyers can still be in the mix come playoff time. But if they do, I, I don't think that the Flyers have another one. Uh, but I'll say this. I think the third spot in that division will come down to New Jersey or Pittsburgh. And, you know, I've been uh, fortunate enough to call games this year in, in Pittsburgh, so I see them often. And I hate, I hate it when you – People are like, oh, of course you're going to say that. You work for – no, man. I will tell you, like, you know, there's times this year they've been hot garbage, man. They've been mm -hmm. really bad. And I was very alarmed at different times when uh, they've been going through their rough patches. They are playing a good brand of hockey that gives them a chance to win every night. Does that mean they'll win every night? No. You know, they find ways to shoot themselves in the foot, and I think that's the frustrating thing. But their numbers, five-on-five five numbers, all this with, like, not a great power play um, – 
they're their team. I think they can surprise a lot and uh, they get good goaltending on a consistent basis for the most part. Um, yeah. So I, I think this Metro division for me is going to shake out Rangers. It's going to go Rangers, Hurricanes, some way, shape or form Devils, Penguins, uh, whichever one is not in that third spots in a wild card spot. And then uh, it's kind of up for grabs for that last wild card spot. Yeah. Look, by just watching, um, you're certainly on the money with a lot of those things. And I think the Flyers are the one, like every time I feel the same way you feel and the the way you're talking, they go out and they, they put a, a 60 minute effort together yeah. against a top team in the NHL. And I'm like, you know, I just feel like I'm not giving these guys enough credit. So I I've wavered on them a lot this year. Um, and, and it's hard to really know Rupper. And then the one other thing that you said that was pretty interesting was when you were talking about the Islanders who, um, Johnny's been pretty vicious against over the last week of our shows. Um, I think I saw a stat where Ilya Sorokin, the only goal you've seen more 40 plus shot games in the NHL than Ilya Sorokin over the last this year and the last couple of years is John Gibson. And we know John Gibson gets peppered yeah. every night in Anaheim. So I, I, I mean, that's a great sort of stat and I'm not a huge numbers, you know, dive too deep into the numbers guy, but it's a lot of stress to put on your goaltender. And I, I agree. It's just, it's really not sustainable. Yeah, no, it, it is. And, and and here's the thing too, with, with Sorokin's numbers, you know, this is a guy I think he has been in that conversation and will continue to be a, a perennial Vesna conversation guy, right? Whether he's a finalist or, or he's going to be in that grouping. Um, his numbers aren't what they've, we've seen better numbers from Ilya Sorokin in his career, but I don't think we've ever seen him facing what he's facing now. Like the numbers that he is facing right now is, or as far as the the looks, the grade A's, I mean, the defensive breakdowns, you can go across pretty much every statistical category, defensive metric. The Islanders are probably 27th to 32nd in the National Hockey League in every single category, which is crazy to me because that that's supposed to be their, their MO, who they are, right? And um, this is a team that, you know, I saw this other number the other day that uh, yesterday that was, Four, there's only been four times in the last 24 games that the Islanders have given up three goals or less. Okay. So I know that I, that's kind of confusing. I had to read it a couple of times. I'm like, hold on a second. So in 24 games, they've only held the opponent to three goals or less four times. Like, who are they then? Like, that's yeah. who they're supposed to be. Aren't they supposed to be this boring shutdown? That's why the same team has been brought back year after year since they went to the Eastern Conference Finals twice. It's because they're, oh, they're that boring team you don't get chances against. And now all of a sudden it's like this is really weird year because now like their power play looks great. It never has. Their power play looks great. They can't defend as a group. Uh, it's just, I just don't know if they yeah. know who they are right now. And, and I don't see it changing really. Noah Dobson, he he yep. he's the difference on that power play. It's the he's first been incredible. Time I think, yeah, I think it's the first time they've had a pure yeah. guy to run it from the top. So you're not just putting all your eggs in the Barzell basket on the on the flank. You know, power plays that run from the flank, I, I don't think they're as consistent. I think a top a guy who can run it from the top, um, you know, bring brings the the killers out and then opens plays up down low, gets pucks in and through to the net, Johnny. So. I think that's a big difference. And I don't want to steal all the airtime here, Rupper. This, this guy, <laughs> like, he loves you so much. He talks about you so frequently. Like, I want to give him an opportunity to talk to you, too. Thank you for playing it cool, Colby. I appreciate that. But, Rupper, I'm uh, very excited to ask you this question. It's a huge reason why I wanted to have you on, honestly. 
the MVP race this year feels a little bit different than previous years. Uh-huh. You know, the five guys to me that stand out are Nikita Kucherov, Nathan McKinnon, David Pasternak, Artemi Panarin, and Connor McDavid has now been creeping along, uh, you know, over the last 20, 30 games and making his name for the race. But I think we're guilty of it being a little bit skewed um, because you look at the guys like Nathan McKinnon and the supporting cast he has and Miko Ranton and Kale McCarr, you look at Nikita Kucherov and his, his year has been incredible, but he also has the Steven Stamkos effect. You look at David Pasternak, I think he separates himself a little bit because Boston's roster this year is a little bit different than previous. I know years. where you're going with this, Johnny. I know yeah, where you're I'm going. I'm teeing it up. I'm teeing it up. Just let me finish. He already, he already wrote. He already wrote the article, Rupper. He just. <laughs> I'm getting that there. Quote. I'm getting he's there. Just, he's one of these guys. But McDavid has dry sidle, and we've seen how Leon can step up without Connor. And now, to the bread man. Yes. Artemi Panarin, what he's done for the Rangers this year, and how good they've been because of him and what he's done for Vincent Trocheck, what he's done for that power play and how he's gotten the Rangers to a consistent top spot in the Eastern conference. Is there a real case for him to be the heart trophy winner? I mean, for me, especially see, I don't know as far as the voting, like, you know, in all different categories and some of these categories are voted on by the PW. What is it? The pro hockey pH, whatever is it? What are the, you know, you the writers know? association. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there, there's the writers that vote for some of these. You've got GMs that vote for certain awards. There's all these different things, but uh, the human element of it, you take into account other things, right? Like it's just, you know, uh, the big thing, even when we're talking hard trophies, does your, is your team going to make the playoffs? So for an example, if Tampa does not make the playoffs, you have to, for me, remove Nikita Kucherov. Like mm-hmm. in, unless Nikita Kucherov, if he was to run away with the Art Ross by 20 points, now he's still in the conversation. I, he's, he's, he's not going to do that probably. So I, I think that's a big thing with, with removing certain guys in certain scenarios. If the Rangers win the Metro and they are you know an elite team, a contender, and you look at what Artemi Panarin's doing, yeah, absolutely, this guy's got to be right in there. And he, to be honest, he might be my favorite right now. And yeah. And I think too, it's, it's oh, what you're boy. saying. You, you take into, you take into account the other guys. Who's he playing with? You know, what has he done for that line? You know, what has he done for that power play? Uh, you you got to take all that into account. It's the timeliness of his plays and his goals. And I, I think Brett is, is as good as, as we've seen him in his career right now. Um, he's in that conversation. And, and the fact that you know, I want to, this is, please don't take this as a knock. It, 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 definitely not a knock, but like <laughs> uh, Lafreniere has been so good this year and so, so much better. Like he's, he's, he's breaking, this is his breakout year and it's not, he's not done. I think it's going to be even more down the road from him. But with that being said, I think consistently playing with Artemi Panarin has a big factor in that. Right. So, and whether it's Vinny Trocek, him, um, yeah, I, Artemi Panarin is, uh, he, he's shooting the puck more and, uh, we know that I think, I think he's already the other day when I was looking, he was like 177 shots. Uh, uh, I think now, and I think his career high is not much more than that. Right. Mm-hmm. In this season. So he's shattering this in the shot department. He's, he's, he's not looking to be a pass first guy all the time. I think it's made him super dangerous. Uh, he's in there. You missed one guy though, and I hate that because they're going to get the Homer thing again. Sidney Crosby. That storyline with the in. Penguins. Have yes. to put him in. What Sid is doing right now, and and again to go back to seeing him pretty much every game. This Penguins team, like I said, has had their very bad moments, flat moments. 
at every turn, at every point in this season, Sidney Crosby has been the guy when they need a goal. He has the first goal in, in, in like six games this year. He has, you know, every goal is meaningful. Uh, what he does on both sides of the puck. I, this is the storyline for me. If this Penguins team can kind of get into even those one of those top three spots, he's got to be in that conversation. And and he it, it, Jake, he's got Jake Gensel, and Jake's been incredible. You talked about some of the guys that go back. I want to tag it, Colby, when you were talking before. I can't believe Noah Dobson's not in the All Star game. That's yeah, first crazy. Hi, crazy. Second, about that the yeah, other day. Yeah. Secondly, secondly, Jake Gensel's probably a, a second to him as mm-hmm. far as should be in the All Star game. He's having a hell of a season too, but. You know, uh, Crosby's in, in that group of players. But for me right now, I think Artemi Panarin and the storyline around the Rangers, if they can keep it going, he'll be a front runner. Rupert, do you like the way they do the all-star game now? Well, first off, Johnny, like, can you even finish the show after he just said all those nice things about the Rangers and he brought up Lafreniere? I mean, you must just be on cloud nine right now. Why do you think I asked him to come on today? I mean, like, <laughs> this couldn't have been more coordinated. Um, but do you like the way they do the all-star game where everyone has to have a guy in? Because now we're not seeing Noah Dobson or, or Gensel, you know? And I, I think we, we lose some of the best players in the world and no disrespect to whoever goes from Chicago, but like they don't deserve to be there this year. Seth Jones yeah. is an all-star caliber, all-star caliber player. He's been injured. Maybe he's going to be the guy who goes. I have no idea. But like this year, he doesn't deserve to be there. No adoption should be there. Okay. Jason Dickinson is not an all-star if he ends up going. And that's no disrespect. He would tell you the same thing. So do you do you like it? Or or should we go back to the old way where we just put the best players in the game? Yeah, I, I don't like it. I, I understand why you do it, but I don't like it. Um, and I go back to what you're saying there too. It's like so my good buddy, Patty Eliash was in the all-star game when it was in Columbus. I don't remember a year, but I was done playing. So it was probably, I, I'm guessing 16, somewhere around there, Columbus had the all-star game. And so I went and I had lunch with him and, you know, he was in New Jersey and and he was one of those guys. He was, he was having a good year. I mean, Patty for me is not hall of famer. That's a, that's another conversation, but um, you know, he wasn't an all-star that year when you're comparatively speaking. And, and, and he, he knew that. And I was talking to him like, Oh, you know, I, it's, you know, I'm seeing one of my buddies around the all-star game hanging out. I'm like, Oh, Patty, what are you competing in? What are you doing this? He's like, I'm not doing anything, man. I'm going to do any of those ones where it's passing those guys, the pucks, those guys are the all-star. I understand why I'm here. He was very, he's very appreciative of it, but at the same rate, like he knew that he wasn't one of those guys that year. And I was like, you know, I mean, it, it, it was, you know, he's a humble guy. He's always been. And I understand that. But the players know, too. Like, you know, I do they want to go? Yeah, yeah, it's an honor, man, to go to the All-Star game in the NHL. Are you kidding me? But at the same rate, like, there's so many guys. Like, if I'm there as one of those guys because my team needs a representative and I know Noah Dobson's sitting at home. Yeah. I kind of feel dumb to be honest with you. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and again, you're going to, you're going to say the right things. You're going to be like, Hey, you know, I'm appreciative. I'm here representing my team and all those things. But um, you know, at the end of the day, like uh, it's, 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 I understand why it's done, but it's a broken system because um, mm-hmm. I mean, even, I, I don't even know, to be honest with you guys and, and, and you guys know this from contracts, this is the thing that always got me. And, and, and again, I don't know. So I might be speaking off base here. But like I had in every single standard player contract 
I had, if I made it to the all-star game, a bonus, I had a bonus. yeah, I had a bonus. I, I agree. I knew I was never going to make it to an all-star game, <laughs> but like that was in there. So are those, I, I question yeah. this all the time. I want to dig on got, it. I'm like, are those still in there? Because yeah, you got fan voted in that's, that's extra money in your pocket. Yeah. yeah. And then it's taking money out of the guy's pockets who probably actually deserved it. Right. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's a tough spot and uh, I, I get it. I understand why it's done. Uh, it, it, the whole idea of this, it's not necessarily about being, fair or getting the recognitions about growing the game and that's what the all-star game and the all-star weekend is so i want to end it on that is i i know there's a lot of things like sometimes guys uh, people don't like the events that are happening or different things with the all-star game i find the all-star game it's like it's a league outreach and maybe it once was to show what each player can do it's a league outreach now where they're trying to grow markets and i get that so when you accept that, then I could be like, I don't feel bad for Noah Dobson. He's going to be in Mexico and he's going to have a few days. He's going to be rejuvenated. Everything will be fine. But um, yeah, there's still some guys that get snubbed. This year is more about Justin Bieber than anything anyway. So it's the year to make <laughs> right, What do you guys, what do you guys, I'm sure you guys have talked about the jerseys. What are you thinking? For real? Yikes. Yikes. Mega yikes. Awesome. You know, see, I don't mind the front. I like the yeah. front. I like the just, front. And, uh, my, I had my, uh, my son send me a message and he, he's 19. He's like, oh, I love these. So I'm like, okay, well it's clicking with like that, yeah. genre or that, <laughs> that, that age group. Uh, yeah. but we he, don't uh, matter. We don't matter anymore. They've got, no, looks, no, no so. one cares. No one cares what, what I have to, I'm considered old now. Right. So it's like, but the back of the jerseys is where I have an issue. I don't love yeah. the brutal the names written lowercase lettering and the font. It looks yeah. like something we got off a of word perfect when we were in like eighth grade on those <laughs> bubble computers that we had. I know, Johnny, you probably had an iPhone when you were like three, but no, I was Blackberry to like Rupper, 10th grade, dude. Rupp, Rupper and I come from a little bit of a gener a different generation than you. Um, so you no know, I, I, I'm not I'm not into them. I, I really don't like them. I think we've had over the years, especially back in the day, if they want these retro feels like from last year, last year's were sick. last year's were cool. But I, I'm I, I just think I think they could have done a much better job with what, them. But what I do like with them, though, is is and again, this goes back to. Um, I like that the league takes chances. Some of them hit, some of them don't. Uh, we'll see what, how these jerseys are. I'm sure the sales are still going to be great. Uh, what I like about them is how it's very obvious that there's different colors. In the past years, we've had good vibes with the all-star jerseys, but when you divide it up over four divisions, like I'm there, we're, we're, we're covering the game, and I don't really – you don't know which team is on the ice by looking at it. you got to know who the players are, right? So, like, as a, as a consumer, I'm like – you, you know, maybe you tune in halfway through and I don't know what teams out there because it's just a variation of two jerseys with just kind of moving some colors around. It gets a little confusing. So now it's like very obvious. You got the color, you got a, a yellow, a blue, you know, a red like that. That to me is it helps, I guess. Yeah, I am happy to hear that your son likes them. So, you know, <laughs> at least there are people out there. You who guys have, are like the same age, aren't you? How old is he? I don't know. 19. No way. Yeah, well, not too Far not too far, not too um, far. Hey, but I, I heard that you've got a Panarin one already coming your way. So oh, you yeah. already, even though he's not playing, you still ordered the jerseys. You don't dislike Rupper. him that much. He's got, he's got a special edition Alexi Lafreniere <laughs> jersey because once Othman got sent back to the minors, he had to switch back to his original BF, which is uh, <laughs> Alexis Lafreniere. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll buy a jersey of someone younger than me. Kill me. That'd be the guy. 
I, I, no, no, I got I'm just one. saying I, I can't do it. I can't get my. Oh, you can't do it. You can't have someone younger. Yeah, got you, got you. The uh, real quick, without going Ranger talk too much because I haven't talked <laughs> in a while, Johnny. I love Logan or not Logan Cooley. Jeez, uh, I love Will Cooley, mm-hmm. dude. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Like I messed up the name just like you did Colby's at the beginning of the show. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like pumping it up like I really love the guy and I said the wrong name. But Will Cooley, <laughs> but Will Cooley, man, I love his game. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, man, if every team like you look for guys like that, just little pot stirrers out there and kind of get in there and, and he can play too. So anyway, that's my my Ranger tag. Yeah, no, Will Cooley has been a pleasant surprise this year. I think actually if the Rangers are going to target any kind of player at the deadline, it'd be someone like him, someone that plays a 200-foot game that can score goals, has some skill to him, and isn't afraid to drop the mitts too, right? So yeah. uh, he's a tough son of a bitch. Yeah, he is. And, I love uh, Yeah, but, but uh, Rupper, I got one more for you before um, we let you go here because we want to thank you for your time. We really appreciate it this morning. But you're one of the best stories there, storytellers that there are in the media right now. Mark andre Fleury last week became second all-time and wins we got to hear your best flower story uh any shower autographs or, or nothing with him <laughs> no not with him <laughs> unfortunately unfortunately i couldn't add that to the the, the naked superstar signings of jerseys uh, <laughs> uh we'll fill you in on that uh, uh, colby i got uh i've got mario signed jersey while he was in the buck and Henry <laughs> And so that's a pretty good collection. Like they're pretty rare. I, I still got to work on getting the documentation that's proving that, but I, I can tell you <laughs> that it did happen. Uh, so yeah, no, um, we're, it's funny. I was working with Corey Schneider yesterday and, and we were talking about flower and just kind of, just kind of slinging stories about them. Uh, dude, there's so many, um, you know, flowers, uh, everything you ever hear about him and you see about him and how you, you take in his his smile and his personality like he's all of that man like he's a he's an absolute joy dude when you come to the rink no matter if i suck and i'm a scratch or whatever the situation is you come in you see him and you laugh he, he's so fun to be around um there's just little things like that he would do um you know i remember you know uh we were just talking yesterday there's this one time we were on the plane and we we're just talking about you know, we, we had a, a group, we had a, the, what were they, the PSPs or whatever, the PlayStation Portable yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, we'd, yeah. Be, we'd have a group, we'd all be playing, uh, we'd play like a, uh, play SOCOM, like a Call of Duty type game where we're all playing against each other on the plane. And, and Flower was in that group and we'd play and then we'd talk shit and then we'd talk about it's like other video games when we played when we were a little kid. And I remember we're talking about like old school Nintendo games and then Flower chimes in and he just like, he just chimes in the one time and he goes, uh, I like uh, Super Mario Bros. I'm like, what? <laughs> and he goes, Super Mario Bros. And we're like, well, what do you mean Bros? He goes, Bros, B-R-O-S. And I'm like, that's brothers, man. Super Mario Brothers. And he goes, really? Like, he's like, <laughs> he, he call it Super Mario Bros all the time. But just like innocent stuff like that, maybe a little bit lost in translation. He was so, uh, he was so great. But I, I remember one time we're getting ready. So I was one of those guys and, and you guys had your routines too, when you're getting ready for a game. And like, um, I was one of those guys who I, I kind of waited to the last minute to get dressed. So say it was, I don't know, whatever. I don't even remember the time. Maybe there was seven minutes or six and a half minutes left before you go out for warmups. And, uh, I would, I, I'd be doing my thing in the gym. I'd be running around getting, you know, my body temp up and loosened up and I'd run in the room and I'd just be like throwing my gear on real quick and flower, for a goaltender would push me around that time. Like he would always be like one of the last guys to get dressed. 
and he'd be playing in the game. Right. So, but there's a lot of times too, where I didn't know even which goalie was necessarily playing. And I remember one <laughs> time I was in the gym, I was doing my routine, kind of doing, you know, jumps and doing all these different things, little sprints. And I look and flowers over there with the strength coach The strength coach has like the, the, the pads like this and flowers got the boxing gloves on and he's just jumping around, like just having fun, just pop, 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 throwing punches. And I'm sitting there music's playing. He's having a good time. And he, uh, uh, so I'm like, Oh, he must not be playing. Like Brent Johnson must be playing. And then, um, I'm getting ready to leave the gym and flower runs out before me. And as we're running the locker room, he does a cartwheel and the, and he's just like, ah, like laughing around. Like he's like a little kid. Right. And I'm like, Oh, whatever, joking around with him. And I'm thinking, oh, Johnny's playing. So we go off for warmups and he's the first guy in the net. And this is like, he had like five minutes to get ready. I don't even know how he got ready. He got, got out there. And I'm like, this is what this guy does. Like he's so, he went out there and had a great game. Like he's just, he's just not one of those goalies you can't talk to. He just, he's so loose. And, uh, um, you know, the, the, the one, the other one that he did, uh, he would sit there and we'd always have like our shootouts at the end of practice. Mm-hmm. And he would always do like push-ups when you're coming down on a shootout and then, you know, you get pissed and you go to shoot it real quick, try to surprise me, jump up and boom, get a big blocker save. And he just, he talks so much trash, right? So he'd do these things or you'd come down he'd put his glove in front of his face and he'd be, and then all of a sudden he'd open up and he'd catch the, you know, he, he'd stop you when he's monkeying around. And so the one time I, we were joking around, we're like, Hey flower. I'm like, can you imagine if you did that, like in a real shootout, like if you, if somebody was skating <laughs> down on you in a real NHL game in the shootout and yeah, I'm like, and if you did something like push-ups that, or something, Oh my yeah, God. And like, it would just, it would, it would mess with their brain. Like they would take them out of whatever they were thinking or doing, you know, I'd probably do what we all try to do. Just try to surprise them real quick. And he's like, oh, he's like, I should do that. I should do that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. So this is like a week later. We're getting ready for, they're scraping the ice going in uh, to uh, the shootout. And I'm like thinking to myself, like, I, this hasn't even crossed my mind since that we were joking around about it. And so it's starting, Flower comes over the bench, gets gets a water bottle, and he comes up to us and he goes, he goes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And he started skating. He started skating backwards, like going back to the net with a big smile. All you see is a big smile. On his like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And we're like, you're going to do what? And he goes, push-ups. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, don't, don't do it. I'm like, he's like going like this. So like during this, he didn't do it obviously, but like during this, I'm like so scared. I'm like, dude, flower, don't man. This is going to be, if you get burned on that, like you'll never live that one down. You know oh, what I mean? He's the guy that would have done it and made the save. Uh, I'm like, this guy, this guy is so fun to be around. So many, so many GMs heads would have exploded if he did something like that. I don't even want to know how Sully would have reacted. You think, you think, you think the old school people get, get pissed when we see a Michigan? How about if the goal is doing a Oh, somebody would have had a full on stroke. Well, (laughs) you know what? I I love the flower stories. I I never got to know him from playing with him, but I knew him from being in Chicago, um, you know, broadcasting for the team for a year and it all checks out. I mean, cause he was that way to us as broadcasters. Um, such such a great guy to hear people talk about. He's that guy that everybody says he's the best guy I ever played with. So um, I don't know how we can do better than that, Johnny. We get the naked autograph story. We get yeah. the flower stories. Rupper, you've kind of feel, made me feel a little bit empowered to to the fact that you know telling the story of the best picture I ever got with a non hockey player was with Big Poppy. 
um, in the bathroom of the Red Sox locker room because <laughs> after the 11 cup, they brought the whole team into the locker room. And then we were all going out onto the, um, onto the field to throw a first pitch, you know, even, even the black aces, we, we were all <laughs> part of it. Um, and I'm like looking around for, for Poppy and I'm like, you know, cause I played college hockey in Boston. Like, you know, that was a thing. Right. And, and I'm like, where is this guy? He's the only guy not in the locker room. So I'm like, I'm going to go check the bathroom. Sure enough. He's in the bathroom, like getting himself all ready and everything. And I'm like, Hey, can we do a quick photo real quick? So it's like me and my Bruins Jersey Poppy, like in his, he had a Bruins like baseball hat on. Cause like, I think they were wearing it for the game or something. And all you see is like the urinal behind us. <laughs> uh, and people, people give me so much shit about that photo. And so I'm always trying to like crop it when I, when I repost it or reuse it for anything Poppy does where you can't see the urinal in the background just so I don't get as much shit. I know oh. Johnny's that sounds like kind of like a Johnny move right there. So I, maybe I was channeling my inner Johnny Lass. I'm not, uh, I'm not shy to ask for a photo. That's for sure. And people oh, hey. for it, but no, why, you, not? why not dude? You got it. You got it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And Rupert, when you were talking about the PSP thing on the plane, it's funny. Cause you know, the first ever HBO 24 seven, I know I've talked to you about this, how much I love that series. You know, there's that scene on the plane where Flurry's sitting next to Crosby and he does like the suck it Talbo or something like that. And yeah. Uh, yeah, he goes, uh, oh, you're such a douche. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And when that came out, like I remember, I think I was, it was like 2011, right? So I was like probably 14. No, I was like 14, but I remember like that next two weeks at practice, whenever someone like dangled somebody or did something cool like on the ice, we just scream across the rink, suck it Talbo. <laughs> like that was like, <laughs> it, became a, it became a thing. So. Hey, we, I, one last one for you as far as yeah. playing that. So we would play, and I remember there was in the group, I'm probably missing some guys, but the regulars in our SOCOM group. So we would have, I think a lot of times eight, we'd have, so we'd have eight guys playing this and you just play a local game, right? So we'd have, we on the plan before four V four, basically like teams and you know, you last person standing, your team wins. And, uh, so we'd play as many rounds as we can on the flight and we, you know, whatever, keep track, talk a little shit. And uh, so the guys that played were, I remember um, Flower was was clearly in there. Max Talbot, Sid was in there. Um, myself, Jay McKee, Ruslan Fedotenko. Wow. Uh, I'm you're, dating your, you're dating yourself a little bit I right know. now. I am. I am. I am. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you're going back and uh, uh, yeah, there's... I don't remember who the other ones were, but uh, anyways, there's a, we had a, we had a good group. And so we play and you know, how like all those things are in the competitions in the room, they just throw out like random in the locker room. We'd post like weekly rankings and they're just bullshit. Like, you know, yeah, I could be the worst one. And I probably was. And I put myself at like three and I put the best guys like, you know, at five or seven or whatever guys. It's lose like it. ping pong. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's all the same stuff. So I remember I was in, um, I remember we one day we were like, hey, we should try playing online because we felt like we were getting good. And you know how any of these games are like when you go and play online, it's a, it's another level, right? Like you're like, wow, I'm actually not very good at this game. <laughs> and uh, so we wanted to go online. So we we flew into somewhere, whatever city we we're in. And we said, all right, hey, let's go and uh, meet. We'll go to blah, blah, blah room, one of our got one of our rooms. And we're going to try to all figure out how to like get on there together so you can create your own like uh clan on this game so we went in the room and it's just hilarious because all of us we've got all these nhl players and uh we're sitting there we are sitting on the floor in the corner of the room we're all sitting in there we're setting up these games and we get in there and we start playing 
and I had our we had a clan name that was like it was something with Pittsburgh Penguins, but it wasn't like Pittsburgh Penguins. It was something like they would almost, uh, uh, you know, it, it would lead you to believe there was something like that. But then all of a sudden I started looking at all of our screen names. It's hilarious. It was like, <laughs> it was like Talbo 25. It'd be like flower 29. Sid's was, uh, Sid's was uh, private Ryan 87. Like I remember all these like things. So I'm like, dude, can you imagine like someone, playing this and knowing like Sidney Crosby and yeah. Chris Letang and yeah. you know, all these guys are on the other end of this and we would play. <laughs> and it was so funny though, cause we would sit there and we would get worked and you can hear coming through the other end, just like kids, little kids. They're just <laughs> dusting us on Talking there. shit too, yeah, probably. Yeah. I remember, I remember Chris Letang would like try to talk shit. I'm like, dude, you can't talk. This kid's like a little kid, man. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, you're right. You're right. But it was, it was, man, it's, you know, you, it doesn't matter how old you are. You're playing the national hockey. You're all a bunch of little kids when you get together. We had a blast doing that. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I've heard a lot of good stories about like current NHLers that play Chell online that, you know, make a kid quit early or something like that. I think <laughs> Shane Pinto is one of those who's done that. Um, but yeah, those like, that's the best part about, you know, hearing these stories too, right? Like all these hockey players, whether it's Crosby, whether it's, you know, someone on a fourth line in like Winnipeg or something, everyone's the same, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's and that's really cool to hear. I What's wrong with being that. on the fourth line in Winnipeg, Johnny? You're just not sitting Cros- You're just not sitting Crosby. <laughs> Still an NHL job, though. Jeez, you you've had a rough week of going after different fan bases and different players for reasons. I we're gonna have to revisit that. Hey, why Winnipeg? Well, that's why what I mean. Winnipeg? What's why what, like, exactly? Why are you What's gonna Winnipeg? Winnipeg? What did they do to know. you? Except they're the best team in the NHL right now. Never. Like, why <laughs> is that your Why is that your crutch? Whenever I just go to any kind of insult, I just always go to Winnipeg. Yeah. I don't know. Just second nature. All right. <laughs> right. Who are we going to need to get on from Winnipeg now? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question, but we'll, we'll figure that out. Not big buff. Anyone but big buff and we're good. Cause I'm scared of him. Um, but Rupper, I guess, uh, you know, I told you 15 to 20 minutes tops. You give us about 50. So thank you so much for coming on today. We really appreciate it. And we'd uh, love to have you back on whenever you're willing to give us the time. So thanks. Rupper. Hey, Anytime, boys. Uh, Love being on with you guys, and we'll chat soon, I'm sure. All right. That is Mike Rupp. Uh, What an episode. What a day. A lot of hockey talk, a lot of fun stories. I'm really appreciative of him to take his time to talk to us today. We plan on going into a lot of the award talk uh, for this season. It can only go downhill. It can only go downhill from here. So I think the best thing we can do is, is cut it and let everybody enjoy Mike Rupp and, and what he had to say. And, you know, we don't have to listen to Johnny going drown on about how much he doesn't like Winnipeg. It's today's uh flavor of the day. It's not even it's a really going to become a thing you. that you're going to keep doing this. To listen, me. it's not <laughs> even a flavor of the week. You don't even stay on someone or a team for a whole week. I mean, you'd literally jump from day to day. I can only imagine what your dating life is like. Oh, kind of like that. <laughs> But, all right, that's going to do it for today's show. We want to thank Rupper again. We want to thank our producer, Vic. And again, we won't be live tomorrow. We're only Monday through Thursday at 9 a.m. every week. So you won't hear from us until Monday, but we'll have another fun week next week. So thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for being active in the chat. Sorry we didn't get to the questions today, but we will next week. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. And that's it for Morning Cup of Hockey.